We are talking about fighting discouragement. Tell somebody that cheer up, you can handle it. I said, tell somebody, give somebody a high five. Tell them, cheer up, you can handle it. Oh, you're not doing it with an attitude. I said, give somebody a high five. Tell them, cheer up, you can handle it. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 19 from verses 1 all the way through to 10. 1 Kings 19, we are going to read from verse number 1 through to 10. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with a sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. When he saw that he rose and ran for his life and went to Bathsheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under, down under a broom tree and prayed that, if it might, that he might die and said, it is enough now, Lord, take my life. For I'm no better than my father's. Then he lay and slept under the broom tree. Suddenly an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. And he looked. There by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. Because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. And, when he, and went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. As far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in the place. And behold, the word of the Lord came and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I am ve- I've been very zealous for the Lord. The God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles again to Isaiah chapter 40, from 28 to 31. I want us to read it together as a family. Isaiah chapter 40, from verse 28 through to 31. If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. Oh, are you alive? Are you alive? Only three people are alive. I said, are you alive? Uh Uh-huh. I thought I was was having a mass. 28. Isaiah 40, 28. All right, ready? Let's read. Oh, I said let's read together as a family. Ready? Go. Fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increased strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible is saying that even the young men will grow weak. They will faint. They will be weary. Even the young men will utterly want to give up. I said to you the last time that there is a cycle in life that comes and it brings discouragement. Amen. Amen. There's a time that you get discouraged. How many have been discouraged before? There are times, sometimes you go through things that will really discourage you. We just read a story about uh, a, a prophet. This is prophet 
uh, Elijah, who was going about doing the work of the Lord, he actually went to challenge the king about the, the king of Israel had decided, Ahab had decided to erect Baal, gods, in place of God Jehovah. So Elijah said that why hold between two ideas? Why are you, today you are serving God, the next day you are in the, in the crack house, the first day, one day you are in church, the next day you are in a nightclub, choose. And this is, we are going to have a competition. If God is God, serve him. If Baal is God, serve him. So we are going to look for the God that answers by fire. And let that God be our God. So with that, they made this context. And the context was that before previously, uh, uh, Jezebel, who is the, the Ahab's wife, had killed majority of the priests. So all the priests were hiding, and she had put in, in the place of the priest, the, the priest of Baal. So the priest of Baal had a lot of uh, power. power. So they made this contest, and the contest was that we were going, we were going to have a, a sacrifice, and let us call the god of fire to consume the sacrifice. And with that, the god of fire, who is Jehovah God came in onto the scene and lit up the fire of Elijah and not the fire of Baal. So Elijah rose and killed all the 400 prophets of Baal. So he was very zealous. He was doing the work of God. God was with him. He had a lot of fire. Signs and wonders were happening. Then the message was relayed to Jezebel that the prophet has just killed all your people. And the woman said, the Lord do so to me. The gods do so to me. And more so, if I don't kill Elijah. With that, Elijah ran. You know, sometimes you have to run for your life. Are you with me? And he ran. And you see, as he ran, he got to a place, he got discouraged. I'm doing the right thing. I haven't done any bad thing. You see, bad thing doesn't hit people who are not doing anything. Discouragement doesn't necessarily come to people who are just already discouraged. (laughs) Discouragement finds people who are doing something and hits them. To discourage them. them. Amen. Discouragement is very busy and doesn't have time for people who who have no hope. (laughs) Am I talking to somebody? Discouragement is very busy. It's looking for somebody who is encouraged, somebody who is doing something to discourage them. The thief comes not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He only comes when there is something to steal. I haven't seen a thief that stole rubbish before. (laughs) Not unless he's very unfortunate. But every thief is looking for something good to steal. Isn't that right? Hello? Are you with me? Yeah, he's looking for something precious to steal. Otherwise, it's not worth his time. There's a country I know, I'm not going to mention name, but uh, uh, people who do uh, robbery on the street, when they try to rob you of your phone, and you bring a yam, a Nokia 3310, or you know those type of old... Don't mention names, please. I don't want to go to the court. But you bring something that is not worth their time. Do you know what they do? They will actually hurt you, beat you up because of the foolish phone you're holding and the waste of their time. Because it's not easy to be a thief. (laughs) Are you with me? It's not easy to be a thief. So, you see, Satan is the same. Satan hasn't got time. He's a thief. He wants somebody who is doing something to attack. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So he will come to attack you because you have something that he wants. Amen. So he attacked just as he attacked Nehemiah. Remember last week we were talking about Nehemiah? Nehemiah was building. And that is what attracted Sambalat, Tobias, and the, uh, the Arabians to come and attack them. To make them discouraged. Because they were doing something. They were building. They had something that was valuable. Something that was worth doing. Amen. You are in school. You are trying to achieve uh, something for your life. You are trying to build your life. You are trying to do something. That is what attracts Satan to you. 
finish. Are you with me? You are trying to do something. He's like, don't finish school. Uh, even uh, you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. You don't have this. You don't have that. Listen, everybody has gone through that before. There is nothing new under the sun. Amen. Amen. Last, last week I was telling you that everybody who has achieved anything had to confront discouragement in their time in times past. And how they defeated discouragement is the secret to their success. Yeah. Amen. And so maybe for you, you are not discouraged yet. Maybe for you, you are not going through anything that is, is, is discouraging now. But I can guarantee you that as long as you breathe. As long as you live, there will come a time that you will be discouraged. There will come a time that you will confront some situations that you can't deal with yourself. And and, and that would make you feel, you know, sometimes you can get very angry. So angry, and after anger, you get discouraged. So sometimes you can get fed up. And after being so fed up, you get discouraged. Hallelujah. And, and sometimes, you know, the demands of life can pull you so much that you get exasperated. You get, you know, worn out and you are, you are discouraged. You feel that you can't do it anymore. How many have felt that before? Sometimes it can be quarrels. Constant quarrel. With a loved one. You are preaching, Pastor. Preaching. Give me volume. Let me, let, 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 let me, let me. Let me, let me go to town. Hallelujah. So, sometimes it can be the person you love the most is the constant source of your frustration and that frustration leads to discouragement. Come so discouraged. Now the thing that I love so much the thing that I love so much is the source of my pain. This is the only mosquito in my neck. But the mosquito is biting you constantly. Ah, am I talking to somebody? You constantly feel under attack. You're constantly getting bitten by this mosquito. You love the mosquito. You don't want the mosquito to go, but you can't sleep with the mosquito. You are preaching, Pastor. Preaching. And it becomes so frustrating that you don't you get discouraged. Can I do this? You know, you wrote an exam and failed. You wrote it again, you failed. You wrote it again, you failed it. You wrote it again, you failed. It gets the point that. Can I do this? Can I do this? Listen, everybody who has succeeded in anything failed in that same thing before. Last week, I started giving you a, a few things that bring discouragement. How many? Let's rehearse it quickly. Number one was what? Very quickly. I haven't got time today. Sense of insignificance. Sometimes Satan makes you feel insignificant, unworthy. He makes you feel that you can't do it. Are you with me? Sometimes you, you, you're married or you are in a relationship with a spouse who is always making you feel insignificant, who is always making, making you, you down, making you feel uh, stupid, making you feel like you are not worth anything, and it discourages you. Run away from somebody who is always discouraging you, who is always making you feel insignificant. Are, are you with me? And, and, and always try and get messages in your, in your ear that will encourage you, that will make you feel that you are worth something, that you are somebody. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, because there is too much negativity in the world to start with. So you need to have encouragement. A little dose of encouragement is good. Amen. Amen. And see, nobody will give you that encouragement, so you've got to give it to yourself. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by, if I were you, I'll keep this tape somewhere. Anytime I'll keep playing to boost my immune system. It's vitamins. Against the days of discouragement. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Because you get discouraged, you don't want to go on again. Number two, quickly, quickly. Apparent unfruitfulness. You are doing the same thing and yielding no fruit. It can be very discouraging. Number three, quickly. Sustain temptation. When will I overcome this, this temptation? It's wearing you down, tearing you up. 
Number four. Human friends. Ah, human weakness, human friends. Friends that echo the sentiments that discourages you. People who say the things that, you see, I know I am failing. I know my weaknesses. I don't need you to re-echo my weaknesses to me. If you don't have anything good to say to me, please shut up. Uh, I don't know. The only three people are clapping. Only three people are clapping. I didn't ask you to clap. So if you are going to clap, clap properly. Hallelujah. Yeah. Shut up, shut up. Oh. So was this all you could do? I know I failed. I know I got 23%. You don't need to remind me. Uh, but uh, everybody passed. How come you got 23%? But you were learning multiple choice, so you couldn't close your eyes. And... Listen, if you don't have any encouragement to give, next one. <laughs> Was that it? Okay, next one. Strife and discord. Strife and discord can always also make you discouraged. In a relationship, avoid strife and discord. Amen. A relationship with your children, relationship with your parents, relationship with your, your spouse. Try and avoid strife and discord. Yeah. It is not every time you have to sort things out. Sometimes you've got to let it go. At this juncture. Are you with me? You've seen it. But let it pass. Let it slide. Are you with me? You, you know, have you seen this type of spouse who's always, anytime you, you make a mistake, they're always quick to remind you, quick to remind you, and you have done this, and you have done Listen, if I were to also remind you of all your mistakes, we won't be able to stay in this place. Are you with me? So, so sometimes, just overlook it. Sometimes, just use encouragement instead of discouraging words. Sometimes, just, it's, it's okay. I know you are, you are trying. Make excuses for them. I know you are trying. I know it's not easy. But we, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. You know, they cook the food and it's like... You know, the, the food, you put a spoon in your, in your mouth and you're trying to smile. There's healing for your sorrows. <laughs> Just tell her, I know you're trying. It's okay. They've turned you into a god. Everything they give is burnt offering. Burnt offering. Even salad, they can burn the salad for you. Jesus, help the Lord. Yeah, but it's okay. So, listen, it's okay. It's all right. You know, rather than criticizing... Get into the kitchen with her. Today, I want us to cook together. Let's, let's try it together. Let, let's, you know, let's, I've seen this recipe. Let's try this recipe together. Now, a little bit of this, that you, as you are reading, you are showing her that you don't have to imagine. Read it. And you have the same outcome that is in the book. Right, and, is that, you don't, so you don't have to cook. No, 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 no. Today we are cooking together. Two ounces of meat. Let's measure it. A, a, a little pinch of salt. Pinch, pinch. They say pinch, so you pinch the salt. You see, we pinch it like this, and we put it like this. And you joke with it. But you're, you're trying to say that your salt is too much. But you're not saying it. Hallelujah. To avoid strife and discord. Hallelujah. Because there's too much discouragement already. If you're going to live with this woman for the next 54 years, and you, are, you started talking, fighting over salt today and last week, can you imagine what we are going to have to go through for the, last, the next 54 years? You to learn how to cook. Number five. 
Next one. Number six. Suffocating pressures of personal needs breeds discouragement. Some of us, some of us, we, we, we put too much pressure on ourselves. Um, uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Some of us, we, we put too much pressure on ourselves. Can I tell on myself? Is it okay? Uh, when, when, I was, when I was young, when I was young, in my primary school days, I was always at the bottom of the class. You know how parents can say that I was always first. Me, I can't say that. If I say that, the bold face lie. You know, we had about 36 children in the classroom. When the report comes, I am from number 25 downwards. My name is somewhere there. From 25 all the way to 36, you will find me there. So when I go, you know, they put the, 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 the names on there. You know, I start from the bottom. Because I know, I know I'm going to be somewhere there. You're helping somebody. I, I'm helping somebody. Yes. I'm helping somebody. And, and, and I have a brother who is a, a year, about 18 months older than me. And he was always first. You know that type of sibling? Oh, and you know, when the reports come, they're buying him sweets, they're buying oven fresh, they're buying him this, they're buying him that, because he's first. When he's second, he will cry the whole uh, holiday. And he was so, he was so annoying. He's not serious. He's not serious. It was so, so, so annoying. You know, and what I didn't know was that because of the constant you know, they put him up, they put me down. They put him up, they put me down. One, once my, my class four to class five, or class three to class four, my teacher said, he wrote my terminal report and said, promoted on trial. <laughs> so I've been promoted from class three to class four on trial. So you know what? My, my, my siblings up to today, they used to go OT cap. I went to school, I brought the OT cap home. On trial cup. I don't know why you're laughing. You know, so I, I thought there's no point in even trying. So for me, it was play, play, and more play. Because I, had accept, I accepted that I was stupid. That I didn't know anything. Because I couldn't compete with this brother of mine. We went to write an exam to go to a very posh school. He wrote the exam, within 30 minutes he had finished. The exam was supposed to be uh, an hour and a half. Within 30 minutes, my brother got up and left. And he got 98%. I spent... The, the teacher was feeling sorry for me. Gave me extra time. Even explained some of the questions to me. He tried to help me. At least three questions he explained to me. And tried to help me. When the thing came, 36%. The people said, no, we don't want you. So, when I got to class... I think class six. God didn't want me to meet you. That's why I didn't come to that school. When I got to class six, I met this teacher. Lennox Anab. I don't know where he is in the world, but anywhere I see him, I'll bless that man. He told me, Chris, you're not stupid. You're just too playful. And you don't concentrate. And he just encouraged me. Few words. He taught me for about four, five, six weeks. And then I wrote the common entrance exam. They used to call it at the time. I know some of you don't know what common entrance means. But it's common entrance exams. That takes you to high school. My father refused to fill my forms for secondary school. Because he said, this boy is stupid. Won't get to any secondary school. So let this year pass. Let him repeat class six. And then after I would look at his... uh, 
what's it called? Forms. So my teacher filled the forms for me. And we went to write the exams. When I came home, nobody asked me how was the exam. Nobody asked me anything. I brought my books, I put my books down, I went to play. And then like normal, there wasn't any problem. When the results came, I was the third in the whole school. Wow. And I think I was either the tenth in the whole of West Africa or some, some, something like that. Because I thought I was stupid. Are you with me? I had discouraged because they put so much pressure that I gave up studying. Because I couldn't become like my brother. I couldn't compete. So the only thing to do was give up. How many have been there before? You felt so much pressure, you decided not to try. Until somebody told me, listen, you are not in competition with anybody. Just be in your own lane. Now my father was, you can't go to that school. You can't, my son won't go to that school. My son won't go to that Look at somebody. <laughs> when they said fill the form, you didn't fill. Now you are. So I ended up, my name was in two schools. Somebody used my name to go to one school. <laughs> and I ended up in another school. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But see, sometimes we, do, we put too much pressure on ourselves. Pressure to be like the Joneses. Everybody's getting married, so we have to marry. We have to marry. We have to marry. You can see that this thing is not going to work, but you are I'm at the force. We are joining it with glue. <laughs> you know, when you play golf, you hit the ball, and the ball is not going. You hit the ball, and I use your leg to help it. <laughs> Keep moving. No, stop doing that. Hallelujah. I said, stop putting pressure on yourself. If you don't have it, you don't have it. Stop borrowing. Stop loans to buy this, loans to buy that, loans to buy that. Your life is full of loans because you are trying to be like somebody. Listen, the fingers are not as equal. We are never equal. Just operate on your own level. And be, you see, nobody can do me like I do me. If I try to do somebody else, it won't be authentic. But when I'm doing me, you can't beat me with, with doing me. Hallelujah. He said, you have somebody who preaches and they are, they are sweating and jumping and the whole place. I'm not like that. If you are looking for that preacher, you came to the wrong church. Find another church to go. Amen. But when it comes to doing me, you can't beat me. Hallelujah. And I'm happy with me. If you are happy with me, hey. If you are not happy, it's your loss, not mine. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So stop putting pressure on yourself. Next one. Have we finished? Constant good deeds, staying on top, can also wear you down. Always giving. Always giving. Always wanting to, to help people. You know, sometimes you've got to take a back seat and rest. I don't know whether you heard what I'm saying. Sometimes you've got to take a back seat and rest. Amen. This is what happens sometimes with faithful ministers who suddenly crash. You give, 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 give. Sometimes you don't have, you are depleted and you are still giving. And church members know how to siphon everything out of you. Even when there's nothing to give, they want to come. There was a story T.D. Jakes told the story that when his church began growing and the church was doing so well and there were like queues, people queue, you know how they queue like they are going to a nightclub, they queues from one service to the other and you know, the, the newspapers will never pick up on you until you start doing well and then this type of uh, news, Fox News or one of them picked, picked on him and when they pick on you, they go and find your enemy with the idea of giving a balanced reportage, they go and find somebody who doesn't like you and they put them on a panel. 
So he said, they put, they put this guy on the panel, and the, part, the guy started lambasting him, saying, and he felt so, so, so hurt and so, because he felt that, I haven't done anything to you. You don't even know me. How do you have all these bad things to say about me? And he had to go and preach somewhere after that news uh, pro- program. And he was so discouraged, he didn't want to go. He, you know, he was trying to find reasons not to go, but he ended up going. And when he went, he preached like normal. You see, when a pastor is under stress, you will know it. They will still preach. They, they will still preach and everything, like nothing has happened. Amen. And, and he went to preach, and then after that, they took him to where they eat, you know, the pastor's uh, banquet and everything. And they said there's a woman who was there who was waiting to speak to him. And he felt like, I don't want to see anybody. I'm too frustrated. I'm too tired. I, I don't want to be here. I, these people don't like me. You know, I, I want to relocate from America to someplace else. And all that he was thinking. And the people said, this woman has been waiting since afternoon. And it's around midnight. Please talk to the woman. And he went to speak to the woman. The woman said, I had, I was pregnant with twins. But what happened was that one twin was inside another twin. So they both died in me. And she had to be in the hospital for months as they were taking these rotten babies out of her and all the the poisons and everything. And she said that when I was going through that difficult challenge, the only thing that kept encouraging me was when you come on TV and go, get ready, get ready, get ready. You know, the get ready, get ready, woman that lose, get ready, get ready. That was the only thing that kept encouraging me. And he said, when you preach, you don't preach to them. You preach for some of us. We, the, the voiceless, we, the insignificant, it is us that you are doing it for. He said he broke down. Because for the first time, somebody came to encourage him rather than take from him. Hallelujah. Sometimes you give, give, give and there's nothing to give. Amen. And it can make you discouraged. Sometimes you need to take a back seat and say, you see, when you are hurting, you are tired, you are weak, lift up your hand. Don't be a Hercules. Don't be Mr. Universe and keep going when you can't go. When you need a break, say, please, I need a break. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's go on. Let's go on. Some people are feeling sad already. <laughs> Let's go on. Things that bring discouragement. Things that bring discouragement. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes what Satan does is to wear you down. Fatigue. Fatigue. How many are tired? Give me a way. Tired of life. Tired of a relationship. Tired of, you know, some things. Tired, tired, tired. One of the secret weapons of Satan is to make us tired. How many know that tiredness it's a figment of your imagination. Wow. Uh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. I said tiredness is what? A figment of your imagination. You know, if, if, if you have ever done long distance running before, you would know that when you run, it gets to a certain point. If you are doing, say, uh, 5,000, which is 12 rounds round the, 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 the uh, track, you do that, the four and a half mark, five rounds, you hit something called the wall. Where you are communicating, the brain is sending instructions to the limbs, but the limbs refuse to move. It is something called the, the wall. For writers, there is something called the writer's block, isn't it? Where you are trying to write, you write three words, and then you scramble the paper. You write three words. Then you scramble. It's like you are not, it's, you are sending information, but the information is not registering. But you know something. If you keep on, if you push on, it gets to a place where you receive your second wind. You receive your second wind. Where you start running faster than before. 
Are you, are you with me? But sometimes people have this, this uh, proclivity of giving up at the first war. When your uh, 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 muscles are feeling, you know, tired and vibrating, and they, you know that that sharp pain, it's like I can't do it, 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 I can't do it. Then you want to sit down. Some of us we are we are prone to that, and that thing as soon as that thing hits, we are, I can't do it. Then you just shut out, shut down. I can't do it, I can't do it. I sit down. How many know what I'm talking about? The rest of you don't know what I'm talking about. You are are in our bedrooms, Pastor. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let let me say something to you. No, no. Try again. Keep pushing. Keep going. Never stop. Never stop. Winners don't quit. And quitters don't win. Say it with me. Winners don't quit. And quitters don't win. Say it with me. I didn't hear you say it. Winners don't quit. Winners don't quit. Keep moving. And quitters don't win. Amen. Amen. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. Keep learning. You know when you go to learn and you are, you are seeing stars, you are seeing sheep, you are seeing uh, pigs flying and it's like you are there, the, 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 the book has turned upside down and you feel like the, the words are jumbled up and you feel like, what, what am I doing here? What am I doing? Everybody is sitting in the library so you've also gone to sit in the library and nothing is working. You are preaching, Pastor. I'm in, your, I'm in your room now, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, Keep reading. I said keep reading. If you can't do it again, put it, up, put it up and start writing all you know about the subject. As you are writing, you are still working. You are still learning. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give up. Don't close the books and go to sleep. When the exam is in two days, keep pushing. Oh, I said keep what? Keep pushing. Hallelujah. Fatigue. When things take longer than expected, they tire you. They wear you out. Right about this time, I should have been married with three kids. Who told you? (laughs) You heard I'm married to an abusive person who slaps you for breakfast, lunch, and supper. It is by the grace of God that he, he bypassed you. It was a blessing. It was God's deliverance. Amen. Amen. Number two. Frustrations. When sometimes it's more complex than, some things are more complex than expected. They frustrate you. Brothers and sisters, life is complex. It is never ever black and white. It may look so for others, but not so for you. The grass looks greener on the other side. But when you get there, you realize that it's not as green as you thought. Amen. There are complexities in life. So learn how to keep pushing with what you have. Amen. Amen. Right about now, I thought that I will have this, I will have that, I will have this, I will have that. Yeah. Cut yourself some slack. I said, cut yourself some slack. Amen. Amen. Frustrations. Give me the scriptures. Frustrations is something that you would always meet. Amen. You always meet frustrations, but don't allow it to get the better of you. Amen. I said don't allow it to get what? The better of you. Hallelujah. Psalm 37 verse 7, rest in the Lord 
Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospered in his, in his way. Because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Amen. In, in, in one of the Psalms, David was saying that I, my, feet almost, my foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Until I went to the house of the Lord. And then I understood. And I saw the end of the wicked. They start fast, but they don't end well. So rest in the Lord. I said rest in the Lord. Others are prospering. Others are increasing. Others are, yes, I know that. But you take it easy. Take it easy. The race is not to the swift. The battle is not for the strong. Amen. It is not for men of understanding, but it, the Bible says that time and chance happens to them all. We will all have our chance. We will all have our opportunity. Just wait patiently and keep practicing for your opportunity. The day opportunity meets you, preparation, that is where promotion comes. Hallelujah. So you keep preparing and keep waiting. When opportunity meets preparation, Victory comes. Number three. The third thing. The sense of failure when you start to doubt your own ability. How many have been there? You doubted your own ability. You felt you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. You are not powerful enough. You can't do it. The Bible says that God uses the weak things. 1 Corinthians 1. God uses the weak things of this world. Have you found it? 1 Corinthians 1. 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things that are mighty. And the base things of this world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things which are. That no flesh can glory in his presence. So when you are weak, you are God's candidate. Oh, I, I, am, I, am I in a, in a real church? Yeah. This is a real Sunday church. You are all very quiet. I don't know whether I'm preaching or I'm just talking. Hallelujah. Anne, are you with me? Don't, 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 don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't think that I, I, I can't do it. This, God, God knows that you don't have any strength. That's why he says that in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. Hallelujah. So, yes, hang on to the Lord. Keep pushing, keep having faith in God. I say have faith in God. Number four, quickly. When the opposition starts to grow stronger, yeah? When the opposition starts growing stronger, your rival is getting more beautiful. <laughs> the enemy seems to be getting more powerful than you. It can easily cause fear. It can make you want to give up. Hallelujah. Listen. The Bible, you, you remember we read in, in, in Nehemiah 4 when the Sambalat and Tobiah and they are getting stronger and they started confronting him. He said that we said to them, I said to them, we are still going to build. 
So we put the sword in one hand and the plow in another. We're fighting and working, working and fighting, fighting and working, working and fighting, fighting and working. That is the, 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 the secret to success. You've got to fight some battles. Stop being a sissy. Stop having a soft center. <laughs> they don't like me. I can't do it again. They said I'm not good. They will always say you are not good. The same people who said you are not good, one day will come and say, Oh, we knew. We knew you could do it. Yeah, we knew you were, we knew. We knew you could do it. We saw it far away. Hallelujah. Listen, it's like that. But you've got to fight. You've got to learn how to fight and how to build at the same time. So building and fighting, fighting and building. One hand is for fight, one hand is to build. Sometimes you've got to fight your own demons. How many have some demons inside of you? When I say the demons of doubt, you know, you, are, you, you in your own self, since you were a child, you knew you were not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not strong enough. And, and that demon is always speaking. So when somebody say, else says something, you are fighting that person's voice and that inner voice that is re-echoing the same things. And you, but you've got to fight the two and build at the same time. Hallelujah. How many have been discouraged? Feel discouraged? I came to encourage you. I said, I came to encourage you that God has your back. I said, God has your back. Can I give you a few things, a few uh, medication for discouragement, a few medication, a few, very quickly, a a few medication for discouragement. Number one, number one, quickly, quickly, my time. A few medication, number one, for discouragement. Have you got it? You don't have it. Okay. How come you don't have it? Oh, okay. All right. I'll be a Christian and not. Number one, a few tablets for. Number one. Okay, remember who God is. Remember who God is. Remember who God is. In your discouragement, remember God. I said in your discouragement, do what? Remember who God is. Isaiah 41 verse 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Amen. Amen. Be not. Remember who God is and God is on your side. Number two, prepare for discouragement. I think this is what we are doing now. Are you with me? Prepare that in life I'll be discouraged. Amen. So have this antidote waiting for the day discouragement comes. You already know and you have already prepared that there will come a time I'll feel discouraged. The Bible says that when David felt discouraged, David encouraged himself in the Lord. He said, oh my soul, why are thou discomfited within you? Hope in God. This is David talking to his soul. He says, soul, and his soul said, mm. And he said, hear the word of the Lord. Are you listening, so? Hear the word of the Lord. Look for that scripture for me. Someone? One? No, look for it properly for me. I also know, I don't want to guess. Look for it. 
Hope in God. I think it's 106 or something. Somewhat. No. No. And I'm talking about Psalms. Somewhat. 43 verse 5. Yeah. Put it up for me, please. 43 verse 5. Why are you, this is, this is uh, uh, David talking to himself. He said, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. So, he said, mm? he said, why are you cast down? Why are you discouraged? This is somebody talking to his own, his own self. He said, why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I, I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. He had already made his pre-preparations for that condition called discouragement. So anytime discouragement comes, he knows to talk to himself. How many know how to talk to yourself when you're going through? If you didn't know, learn how to do it. Ask yourself, self, and they say, mm-hmm. Said, why are you anxious? Why are you discouraged? What's the matter? Why are you afraid? Talk to me. What's going on? Have you forgotten what the word of God says? Talk to yourself. I said, talk to yourself. Prepare before discouragement comes. If you like, keep this message close by. So when you are discouraged, you play it back. Amen. 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 Prepare yourself for discouraging situations. Number three. Is it number three? Stick to your assignment. Have you found it now? I have to be a Christian, I tell you. Stick to your assignment. Listen, the secret of Satan is to steal, kill, and destroy. He has to try to get you off your focus, off your track, by bringing discouragement, by bringing frustration, by bringing all these circumstances. But listen, stick to your assignment. Jesus was frustrated when Peter said, five be from you, Lord, that you should go to the cross. He said, get behind me, Satan. We are going. When they got to the garden, he prayed and prayed and said, listen, Lord, if if it be possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And, and, and he said to them, when he came to a sleep, he said, listen, come on, let's go. It's time for, for me to go and die. I've got it. I've got it. I have to go and die. It's fine. Let's go. He stuck to his assignment. Amen. Number four, quickly. Get guidance from your pastor, from somebody who is a... Um, who can give you good advice. Amen. Get biblical advice. Not all advice are biblical. Number five, quickly. Refill your spiritual tank. That's why it's important to be in church. Listen, let me tell you a secret. When you are going through, don't stay at home by yourself. Can I say it again? When you are going through, don't stay at home by yourself. It's amazing when people are depressed. The worst place to be is in their bedroom and they stay in their bedroom, pull the curtains, will not leave the bed, stayed in the same pajamas for, for, for uh, four days, not gone up, farting and crying, crying and farting, farting and crying. The, the... Sorry, you didn't hear me. Sinking the whole place up. <laughs> oh, this is my mouth. Always gets me in trouble. Listen. Listen. Go and have a bath. 
It's been four days. You haven't had your bath. What's wrong with you? Go have your bath. And get, get going. Come to church. Listen, this pity party that you have thrown for yourself, that you've invited only you, with Satan, and you're crying, blowing your nose, tissues all over the place, you're, you're eating ice cream and fatting. It's not going to help. You know yourself. You know that what I'm saying is true, isn't it? Eh? It's only one person. I only have one, one truthful person in, in the church. The rest of you, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me. I'm surrounded by liars. Amen. Refill your spiritual tank. Go to a place where you'll be encouraged. Come to church. Even worship refills your tank. Being in the atmosphere of the word of God refills you. It could be something that is totally different from what you are going through that's being preached. It doesn't matter. It refills you. It gives you hope. The word of God always brings hope. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Don't stay away from church. Do not stay away from it. It's the worst place to be. At home, by yourself. Then you hear all these demonic voices. Take yourself. Take, take your life. Take your own life. Take your life. It's not worth living. It's life. It's nobody loves you. Nobody loves you. you are, even when you die, nobody will, will miss you. And then all these voices talking to you. There are, it may be, several kinds of voices. None without signification. These are voices that are talking death to you. And you begin to agree. After a while, when they talk for a long time, you begin to agree. You begin to look for quick ways of ending it. Can I just walk to the M1 and close my eyes and go like that? Then you say, no, maybe that one will be too bloody. Can I, <laughs> Can I drink bleach? Then you touch your stomach. Mm, maybe that one is to be too painful. <laughs> Number six. Simplify your life. I talked about it last week. Simplify. You see, learn how to process. How to process things. It's a maze and a myriad of of issues that is making you depressed. That is wearing you down. But you see, when you take your time and you untangle them, you realize that they are not as bad as you're making it out to be. (laughs) You're feeling depressed because that, that boy says he doesn't like you again and wants to leave you. Listen, there are more than three billion men in the world. And out of the three billion men, at least I can guarantee that one or two million, if they had you, it wouldn't be bad. How many agree with me? One or two million of them if they had you, they will, be, they, will, they will thank and praise God. And you are about to end all that for this crooked-legged boy. Does it make sense? They start fatting. It's the ice cream. What is wrong with you? Don't write me any letter. I won't read it. Don't send me any text. I won't read it. Pastor, the message was nice, but the, 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 why did you say this? I said it. Send me a, a message. You know, some people, they, they are always on, on Facebook Live. When you finish, then you send a message. Pastor, I, the message was very powerful, but why did you say that? I've said it. Don't write to me. If you write, I won't read it. Number seven. I'm warning you before you write to me. Resist Satan's effort to discourage you more. Resist. Resist. The Bible says submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. How come you're not giving me the scriptures that go with all the... Do master ask for everything before you give me? Okay. James 4, 7. 
<laughs> Next one. <laughs> Next one. Number eight. Are we done? Number eight, quickly. Choose faith over fear. First John 5, 4. The Bible says that anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So choose to believe in God. Choose to have faith in God. Over the situation, sometimes we have faith in the problem more than we have faith in God. Sometimes we have faith in, 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 our, in, the, in the bad news than faith in the solution. Listen, the solution is uh, more powerful than the problem. It is your choice. Either you magnify the problem, which means you minimize the, the solution, or you maximize the solution, and that invariably max, minimizes the, the problem. It's up to you to decide. I choose to magnify the solution. I choose to magnify God rather than Satan, rather than the problem. Amen. Amen. I, I remember, I don't know whether it's appropriate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. When you grow a little older, you don't care. <laughs> I remember a few years ago, I was so frustrated and discouraged as a pastor. I decided, I told myself, I'm also going to do this again. This preaching thing, this church thing, I'm not going to do it again. I'm, I'm talking about me. A few years ago, I decided I won't do this church thing again. Because I remember... I was in church preaching. No, I was doing a wedding. I was doing a wedding on a Sunday. A it was a blessing on a wedding. A blessing on a Sunday morning. And three, three bishops, four bishops had come. They were standing at the door waiting to take my church from me. And they were not there when the church started. The church had grown. They had come waiting to take the church away from me. And as I was, I mean, I've never been under stress and pressure and discouragement ever in my life. My wife had uh, the most severe, uh, what do you call it? What's, what was that sickness? <laughs> depression. She, 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 was, she was under depression. They gave her the, the medication they give to Mental patience. I mean, it was that bad. Really, really terrible. You know, and, and, and I said to myself, I'm not going to do this again. All I've tried to do in life is to try and help people, encourage people, build churches. And the same thing, people that I'm trying to help are the same people that are attacking me and my family. So I decided that's it. No more. Done. I resigned. I left. But then I heard the Lord say, were you called by them? Or were you called by me? If they called you, then it's fine. Resign. Roll to one corner. Feel sorry for yourself and die. But if it was me that called you, then everything you lost, I can give it to you again. Amen. So I, I told my wife, we're going to go to a place nobody knows us. And we're going to start again. If God is God, and the God who called us is the same God, we don't need anybody's help. We don't need anybody's uh, uh, manipulation. We are going to go and start from where nobody knows us. And if he's God, let him show himself as God. If he's not God, then we know we have trusted in a lie. Let's go home. The rest is history. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I said the rest is history. Sometimes you get so discouraged, you think that the sun will never shine again. But the sun will always shine. Choose faith over fear. Always, always choose God. Amen.
Choose God. Choose faith. No, last one. Let's, let's, finish. let's finish. I know my time is up, but let's finish. Never give up. Recognize that God is always with you. Have tenacity. Never give up. Touch your neighbor and say, never give up. Oh, I said, touch your neighbor and say, never give up. Have tenacity. Amen. Never give up. Last one, quickly. Okay, so Isaiah 40, verse 29. He gives power to the weak. Those who have no might, he increases strength. Amen. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall fall, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait on God. Get your strength renewed. Pray to God. Amen. I say pray to God. I'm telling you, the things that Christian said about me and my wife. When you hear some, these are people that we have prayed for, preached to, helped. Same people, tent, said so many things. Some of the things when you hear, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but guess what? We're still standing. I said, we're still standing. Oh, I'm saying it without any apology. We are still standing. By the grace of God, we are still standing. Hallelujah. And see, time has proved the lies. Time has proved all the lies that were told. And these are people with color telling lies on people. Hallelujah. Number 10. Let me not say things. Get myself in trouble. <laughs> Finished. All right. Okay. One number was nine. Let me add one more. They said it's finished, but I, I, there's one more. Never get discouraged. Stand to your feet. The last thing you must remember is that weeping endures for a night.